Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to the mixtape. This week's mixtape is an hour of new metal. And joining me is Adam Jurgens. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm so good. So the reason Adam came in to talk about new metal is because we kind of did this whole new metal thing together. Late 90s, early 2000s, Blaze. You know it. <laughs> I do know it. I do know it. And the other thing, you went on to do, uh, to have a rock station in Grand Island. Yeah, I was lucky enough to start the the one and only active rock station that existed in the Tri-Cities, Kearney, Grand Island, Hastings. And that was really cool. We had a good uh, eight-year run with that, and uh, it was really just listening to the blaze for so many years and being a fan is really cool to to do that back where we're both from because if you know or any of you listening have been out there it's a desert of of rock music unless you enjoy rock music from the 60s 70s and today i remember uh in like my freshman year of college senior year of high school people trying to set up antennas to get the river uh-huh. like in carney yeah. oh just barely because yeah. it's like the only thing or the blaze because it's the only rock station that they had heard. Yeah, on a good morning, we would call each other and say, the place is coming in today. (laughs) Turn your radio on. (laughs) Well, so we're going to talk about new metal. So this was a time in the late 90s and early 2000s where we kind of had this resurgence of rock music. Mm -hmm. We had been in this kind of alternative doldrums. We went from grunge into like a mid nineties. Everything was just weird and kind of peppy and alternative. And then we all got really mad. (laughs) Were we mad? We were mad. (laughs) We were mad, but we had a great outlet for it. I think for me, um, you know, being a few years younger than you. Okay. um, So, you know, just to to point that out on the radio, um, for me, you know, we looked at grunge music and it was, it was the older generation's music. So these new bands like um, Corn and Papa Roach and, and Limp Bizkit, they were our bands. And so that's, we latched onto them. It was our music. And that that's why they became popular with my age group, because it was the next wave. So. Where somebody like a 80s hair metal thing was cheesy, mm-hmm. where a 90s band was a little like sad. A little too sad. A little yeah. too sad. These guys were just all rock and roll yeah. in the way that you would have felt if you were a kid in the 80s about Motley Crue. Sure. That's how, you know, people your age, not mine apparently, yeah. would feel <laughs> about a band like Corn. So let's yeah. talk about Corn. At first, Corn to us was. A little bit of a, of a gimmick because the first song that I remember myself and people liking was Adidas. Yeah. And of course, all day I dream about sex. Oh my gosh, isn't that funny? <laughs> right. Um, and, and to the point where I think Corn probably owes Adidas kickbacks because everyone wore Adidas superstars. <laughs> remember those shoes? Oh, and yeah. I'm pretty sure they wore them just because of that. So, so it was a novelty at first, but I remember wanting to own the album myself and buying that and listening to other songs. And then they actually ended up being a big reason why I got into 
into that kind of music. One thing about Korn that I think is just incredibly notable is they were very emotional. We mm-hmm. were just talking off the air about Shoots and Ladders, and there are tracks on that album where Jonathan Davis is just laying on the floor, like openly weeping yeah. into the microphone, and then it just rocks super hard, mm-hmm. right? Monkey and Head and um, Fieldy is in that super, super drop D. Yeah. Bass is oddly low and upright yeah. for some reason. Um, so the music on one hand and then you have the emotion on the other and it creates this very interesting juxtaposition mm-hmm. of you know dudes being able to feel things yeah yeah and they had you know you you said it feel the monkey head Jonathan, they also were uh, similar to some of your rock bands in the 70s where you didn't just know the lead singer. You knew all of the players in the band independently because they had these own identities with the the weird names and, and like you said, the different way they play their instruments. And so it kind of had that tie as well where I just went and saw them in Lincoln a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And my buddy wanted to go just because he hadn't seen Fieldy play with corn because it's been a while yeah field he left uh, and then he came back so he hadn't seen the whole band play as a unit so that's why he wanted to go how was the show fantastic was it was it just corn like you wanted him to like be? they always have yes. been they're always good and you can't believe i've seen them live 25 Do they years still later. have the mic stand with the lady on it or uh, have they moved past no it? they're past that okay. but the rest of it's pretty much the same we're gonna play adidas let's do it all right this is adidas it's corn on the mixtape on 90.3 krnu Somehow it always seems that I'm dreaming Of something I could never be It doesn't bother me Cause I will always be that pimp that I see In all of my fantasies I don't know your name So what? Let's Screw in the
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. Every week we have a new mixtape for you. This week, a new mixtape with new metal, and you can find our Spotify playlist on our Twitter, at the mixtape KRNU. You can check that out. Adam and I made it for you. And speaking of, Adam is here. Adam Jurgens is here. He was the OM, right? Eventually the OM. I was a little bit everything, but yeah, I was the operations manager for a group of six radio stations in the Tri-Cities for a long time. So One of which is a rock station that played a ton of this stuff. That played a ton of rock songs. Yeah, we, we played a ton. We always were... Um, we're always parading for the new stuff and a little bit heavier side. And so, yeah, this was all in our wheelhouse. You just heard Papa Roach, Dead Cell, Papa Roach, another California band formed in 93, same time as Korn, kind of came out at the same time, but they broke a little later. Didn't get a record deal until 98 after Korn had been kind of doing it for a few years and all the record labels realized, oh, there is a market for this. Yeah, I think they their first show, Papa Roach, is at their school talent show. Yes. Can you imagine if you would have been at that? Papa Roach used to have trombones. Oh, that's right i forgot about because like in a perfect california way everybody was like why not a trombone and they're like you know what it's sunny outside it's beautiful why not some horns i totally forgot about that because i actually asked i got to interview jacoby a couple of times and i asked him that once hey have you ever thought about bringing back the trombone and he said we we've talked about a ska album probably not gonna happen but you never know i i would be here for that papa roach ska album for sure so corn kind of paved the way for for people like Papa Roach, sure. but they also in a big way paved the way for the next band we're going to talk about. Yeah. So we're going to go down to Florida. And we're, it's going to get very Florida <laughs> as we talk about Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit's my guilty pleasure. I will still listen to everything this day <laughs> and I will sing along to every song. I think that Limp Bizkit is the band that propelled the format from a niche to more of, of a broader, fuller format because they really rocketed these bands into pop culture. Yo, yeah, um, on TRL. Yeah, they yep. were on TRL. Um, you know, Fred's dating um, Christina, Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. He's dating yep. Christina Aguilera. He's feuding with Eminem. They're on the movie awards, and um, their songs were so poppy. Yeah. Um, and so they had a, a lot more um, a widespread audience. And, but they were also the worst of, of the genre. Sure. They, you know, the songs were poppy and there was no context behind them. And, you know, from an outsider's point of view, they just looked to yeah. them and said, oh, my gosh, this is trash. And then just assumed that all the other bands within the genre were not good as well. Right. So it, it's. They truly were the Nickelback they, of new metal. They, they, they were. They were. They were everything. They, they pushed the fame of all those bands, but they also uh, lost a little bit of notoriety for all of them as well. Yeah. So. But, I mean, Wes Borland is a genius and a total weirdo. He is. You've got a song, you know, Limp Biscuit does one song, and it's it's a metal song, right? And maybe a little bit of turntable. But then you have another song, and Fred Durst is just rapping with the Wu-Tang Clan. There's no rock or guitars involved in it, mm-hmm. so... As radio people. And then you have a song where he's singing just the exact same notes as the dude from Stain. Yeah. Like, it's not even a harmony. Yeah. You're singing in unison. Why is this happening to us? Biloxi. And, and as a radio programmer, it's impossible to program it because one song you can play, the other song you can't, and you have to bleep half the lyrics it was they were just they were a handful the whole time they were around and uh, i loved every bit of it 
And I love the track you chose, by the way, because out of all the songs on $3 Bill Y'all, and some of it, you're right, it just spans it, right? Yeah. There's garbage on there, there's mm-hmm. great stuff on there, and it's kind of just the beautiful ride that Limp Bizkit mm-hmm. takes you on. It's like a trip to Walmart. But you chose Counterfeit. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time, Counterfeit having a kind of a lore about it that it was about Marilyn Manson. Yeah. So is it? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay, no let's idea. say it is, because it makes it so much better. Let's do. Let's, okay. you know, perpetuate the stereotype. <laughs> Go this for it. This is Counterfeit. It's about Marilyn Manson <laughs> on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
nothing working, ain't nothing right. There's a hole in me that I can't fill, no matter how hard I try. Trouble tonight. No, mama, don't trust me tonight. 
90.3 KRNU, welcome back to the mixtape. This week's mixtape is a glorious 10 songs about new metal, which was a, a radio and music trend in the late 90s and early 2000s. And it is near and dear to my heart because I was in rock radio at the time, as it is to my friend Adam Jurgens, who is here. He was in he was in radio at the time and then went on to be the PD and the OM of a rock station and play a lot of this music. Yeah, and, and like we talked about earlier, this is the stuff I grew up with, and it was really fun when you asked me to do this because I hadn't listened to a lot of this stuff in a long time, and so finding those tracks that were deeper on the albums, just a lot of the stuff we're playing, was was so much fun, and uh, I got her... It reminded me to go back and listen to that stuff once in a right. while. So we just heard a band that maybe to a lot of people was a kind of a one-hit wonder. Head P.E., Head Planet Earth um, is the longer name of them. They are also from California. Makes sense. Huntington mm-hmm. Beach. They formed in 94. What is it about Head P.E. that you thought was cool? I didn't, you know, Head P.E. didn't have a ton of tunes that anybody remembers. That one is one of them. But we picked that one because it kind of shows off the the different ranges of the format and that one is way more into the rap you know we didn't have the new metal label at first it was just called rap rock yeah um it's kind of how it got labeled but that one embodies some of the more funk and rap side of this with just enough rock to kind of qualify and so you know probably being a little too music nerdy about it wanted to show a couple of the different sides of this format not just the heavy stuff but more of the funky side that came with it as well well and so far we've really we've played games bands from California and Florida. And mm-hmm. those were really the two places that a lot of these bands that we hear in this kind of new metal genre come from. But there is, there are a few, but there's one very, very weird outlier. Mm-hmm. And that is Slipknot from Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> My only outlet for new rock music was MTV2. Yes. Because they played music all day and that's what I would watch. Um, they didn't even play them on that. So I remember hearing about it and hearing about it in news clips on MTV I went and ordered a block of 10 CDs from Columbia House, mm-hmm. as you do. You do. And you got to. all I knew was that I, my parents would hate it if I owned this album. So, of course, <laughs> it was in my 10 that I ordered. And uh, I remember when I first put that album in my car CD player, um, it kind of scared me a little bit. I mean, it it's was intense. It was intense. And, and the song we're going to listen to is the first actual song from the first album. And uh, I had to build up to it. Like, I listened to the first two tracks and had to stop. Like, okay, I need to collect myself. I'm going to listen to Linkin Park for a little while, maybe some Incubus, and then I'm going to come back to this album. Well, Slipknot, I mean, they were formed in 95. So Sean, who people would know as Clown, and Joey Jordanson, and then Paul Gray, who is number two or Pig, depending on when when in the Slipknot Mm -hmm. canon you're looking at formed the band and people don't quite understand we do yeah. that Corey Taylor was not part of it in 95 no, he was in Stone Sour which existed before Slipknot and then um our good friend of ours Sophia was mm-hmm. managing the band and um then they kind of realized okay we've got to get our stuff together here mm-hmm. we've got to get a different singer we've got to get a practice schedule mm-hmm. and so they did that and then everything started to take off once Corey joined in 97 and Slipknot is super intense they had nine members at the time yeah it's one of the best rock shows you'll ever go to oh yeah even if you don't enjoy the music go to the show you'll love it so you chose the song sick so the first one I ever heard and it scares me <laughs> Okay, let's get scared together. This is Slipknot on 90.3 KRNU, the mixtape. Right. 
90.3 KRNU. Welcome back to the mixtape. We are rocking new metal this week, so we have a Spotify playlist we made for you. Ten songs lovingly cultivated by Adam Jurgens, who is my guest. You can find that on our Twitter, at to the mixtape KRNU. We've played a bunch of bangers so far, and the last one was no exception. That was Stained Mud Shovel. They're from Massachusetts. Were they really? Yeah. You would have thought Florida. Yeah, Florida. I thought the South because Aaron Lewis, lead singer, does country music now. So I just always assumed. Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. For sure. Well, so I think there's interesting thing about Stained. So they they were supposed to go on tour with Limp Bizkit or they were going on tour. And Mm. Fred Durst tried to get them kicked off the tour. Yeah. Because he did not like the cover art of the album. Mm. He didn't like their whole vibe. And he was like, screw these guys. Get them out of here. And they played and the crowd liked them. So Fred Durst was like, yeah, okay. Well, I guess. And then he went on to help them get the record deal where they released Dysfunction, but it was Fred Durst who helped them get the record deal and also Fred Durst who tried to screw them over before he helped them. Yeah. Which is total Durst. It's total Fred Durst and just adds to the whole Limp Biscuit mythology out there. Classic um, Durst. But then, of course, you know, Stained, again, talk about Limp Biscuit, helped rise Limp Biscuit up even more. You referred to it to that horrible acoustic song with those lighters oh it's the worst it's the worst i hate that song so much when uh, i i met my wife is sitting next to us and she said my wife is from biloxi and that's of course biloxi. she told me that that's one of the first things i thought of is i said biloxi it's the real bleeping bleeping deal y'all i'm, I'm feeling those lighters <laughs> yeah that's the thing about stain but um they ended up being a really big deal i think people don't think of them enough but that song, the song that we just played, Mud Shovel, was the biggest rock song of 2001. And Stain was another one like Corn and uh, Papa Roach. They were one of the probably the three big workhorses that just continued to put out songs on the radio that we could play yeah. that really moved the format forward and really kept the fans engaged. And they always toured. So, I mean, we had Stain come to Central Nebraska three times in five years. Wow. So um, they were really accessible. And like I said, um, really good meeting people and putting out good tunes. They were just like Hebron. I'm digging those lighters. (laughs) (laughs) Thayer County, big ups to Hall County. All right, I love that. There are these bands who are so incredible and so um, genre-bending and so creative that they really defy labels. And this is one of those bands for me where it would be easy to say they're new metal, but it would also be easy to say that there's some sort of new iteration of prog. Deftones can be just about anything. You're, you're exactly right, because when I was making cuts, I stared at that track and I said, are they new metal? Are they not new metal? I asked Wikipedia. Wikipedia <laughs> wasn't for sure. I said, yes, Wikipedia's maybe. Never for sure. <laughs> um, the reason they're on the list is because I love them so much. And for me, a little mythology to them because they're the one band on this list I haven't seen live. And yeah, me either. Them. And uh, it really upsets me. And, and, and out of all these bands, too, when I listen to the Deftones, especially to these tracks, um, and then some of the ones from White Pony, they just, as the kids would say, they hit a little harder. I, I don't know. I, they'd have to be on there because I made the list I get to decide. That's, you know what? <laughs> so. But I think that speaks to just music in general. Like, you yeah. can really talk yourself into anything being anything. Sure. But I, I think of the Deftones in the same way that I think of a band like Radiohead or an artist like Beck, mm. who they've done so many different kinds of things. Yeah. They don't belong anywhere, but yet they belong everywhere. Right. So Deftones, the track you chose was Be Quiet and Drive. Mm-hmm. Deftones on the mixtape 90.3 KRNU.
satisfaction It won't get in my mind My whole desire is just being lost Striving off for perfection But still nothing to find To value with a cheaper cost And as I reach out to you You the sound is so muffled It makes a lesser man of me So the only thing left to bring up today is You suck This week, 10 songs of new metal, reliving the glory from the late 90s, early 2000s. What do we what do we rock for fashion, Adam Jurgens? Oh, uh, we're rocking Junko jeans. You're damn right we and, were. And uh, we had so many things to put in our pockets. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, yeah, everyone had so big. chains. Uh, but it was like this, uh, it was like trashy frat boy. It was really, especially after Fred Durst came on the scene, because right. I would wear big jeans or Tommy Hilfiger jeans, actually. Yeah. I'd wear Tommy Hilfiger jeans, a Billabong shirt that said bong on the front. Oh, I had a yellow visor with my hair spiked out of it, Great. a puka shell necklace, and a pinky ring that was black with skulls on it. 
And I'd go back and punch myself in the face. Just if think I could. about like what Guy Fieri probably dresses like today. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That that was it. So <laughs> for the ladies, we were a lot of giant jeans, mm-hmm. just the giant Jinko yeah. jeans, and then the tiniest of tank tops. Right. Very just the smaller the better, <laughs> and then um, those ball chain necklaces. Yeah. Very yeah. important. I wanted to gauge my ears so bad. Of course and I'm you did. So glad I didn't. <laughs> so, so glad. Because you don't want the floppy, the big floppy ears. No, no. I'm so glad I was too afraid to do it. And everybody had bleached their hair because this was a very uh, M&M tastic mm-hmm. time as well. So everybody bleached their hair, but um, dudes didn't understand about toner. So it was just that terrible orange, <laughs> that orangey yellow. They could never figure out why they weren't as blonde as <sighs> M&M. And it's because M&M had a stylist to say, you're going to need purple toner on that. Yeah. So it's yeah. not the color of corn pops. All right. We just played Flaw, Payback. They are from Louisville, Kentucky. Um they did a bunch of stuff, came out in 96, but didn't really get popular until 2001. So they're one of the later breakers on this list. Yeah. And uh, they're one that they thought they were going to go higher and bigger and they kind of just disappeared. I think they had some band issues. They made a comeback a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. although I don't know if you can call it a comeback if you don't get a song on the charts or anything, but I think they did get back together, but just something to include something a little bit outside of the standard. You know, a lot of the bands were playing. People know the names. That one you probably didn't know as well. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Incubus. So another one that's sort of similar to the Deftones in that they have kind of bounced around through different genres. They're from California. They're funky, but they have a DJ. They're kind of ethereal. Um, and objectively, Brandon Boyd is the hottest thing running. Sure. But what else? I'll agree to that. I'm okay. a straight man, but I'll agree to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> and every album, and that's one of they're one of my favorite bands, and the thing that I've always appreciated about them is every album is different. So, so this track is from um, the second album, and it's heavier, more of the rap rock, new metal influence. Um, the one after that is sticks in that genre, but then um, when you go to Morning View, that's completely oh, different. Yeah, that- that crossed over to pop radio. Yeah. I mean, we played it on Kiss FM. Oh, yeah. Like, I, every track. But I can still sing every song well, from yeah. that album. It's good. But it's it, good. It's amazing. And the albums that followed kind of stuck in the pop, but it was, uh, again, when you talk about program radio, it was tough because we liked them. We considered a part of kind of our walled garden, so we'd squeeze those kind of lovey songs, like Dig, on the air. Oh, but I loved it. It didn't really fit, but we liked it, and Life we said, Grades well, is a great album. you're a buddy, and you're going like through a phase. Warning. Yeah. Yeah. Morning's a great song. It didn't maybe fit the rock genre, but we played it anyway. What about Wish You Were Here? A little too much? No, we didn't play that yeah, one. Yeah, that's for the ladies. <laughs> what I love about Incubus, too, is that um, I learned about them from a TV commercial about Make Yourself. But again, going back to MTV2 being my main source of music knowledge, my neighbor and I would watch it. He said, have you seen that commercial for that band? I said, yeah, sure. So we, you know, this is where we lived. We had to drive 30 miles to Kearney yes. to go to Target. And we went and bought it and I fell in love. I listened to that album on repeat for months. Here is Incubus. And I love that you picked a deep cut here. A Certain Shade of Green on 90.3 KRNU, the mixtape. <laughs> Green. Don't 
you just heard holy moly system of a down sugar which is one of my favorite songs ever we are here doing a new metal mixtape wrapping up a new metal mixtape with my friend adam jurgens who was in rock radio for a good long time and knows these songs front to back tell me about system of a down and your relationship to these lovely armenians well uh the first memory i have is explaining to all my friends that it's not system over down it's system of a down because wow. they all thought that that's what it was. So uh, there's a lot, a lot of clarifying and um, learning how to speak correctly on that. But uh, System of a Down, it, you know, it's always kind of an outlier. It had weird songs like that, like Sugar. Um, it was just a little bit different than everyone else. And so I guess that's kind of where they got a little bit of uh, of their appeal. So they're super, super crunchy metal when they mm. want to be. So Serge is on lead vocals, Darren's on background mm-hmm. vocals, and he plays guitar. They have these kind of like soaring harmony parts. Mm. When you think about songs like Chop Suey or Prison Song or any of those songs, they do this harmonizing thing mm. that is not common in this type of music, especially at that tempo. Right. I mean, we all know that Aaron Lewis and Fred Durst can't <laughs> harmonize. <laughs> so. <laughs> And it's also kind of um, this oddly political thing like Rage mm-hmm. Against the Machine brought to the table that makes you feel a little like, ooh, I'm changing something. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is they were one of the few bands that actually were saying something in their music. And um, when you listen to it more than a couple of times, you kind of realize that. And so I guess it made us all think just a little bit about it really what's going did. on. Until you meet the people, and I know you know some of them too, mm-hmm. who you'll say something about that and they're like, wait, what? That song was about what? You're like, oh yeah, the song about 
building a prison yeah. is about building prisons. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> They're from California, but I feel like that's kind of the story of recent immigrants yeah. or people first generation Americans from immigrant families is they have a different perspective than the rest of us. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, this may, reminded me of... Um, we were listening to System of a Down when I was a senior in high school, and we had an exchange student from Brazil, and he pointed that out to us. He said, you guys really like this music, but most of you have political views that are 100% against what these guys are singing about. And it was interesting because uh, a lot of the guys said, what are you talking about? I just know I like the rhythm and the beat and the lyrics, and he laid it out for a lot of people, and you could just see eyes getting bigger and then... But that's the moment, right? That That's why music is so impactful is because that's the moment when you're 18 or 22 or whatever, mm -hmm. you're a young person and you're listening to a thing, you're confronted with art mm -hmm. that is presenting a viewpoint that you, it doesn't align with your lived experience. Yeah. And the only person you can be is the person that you are, sure. right? We, we, we're not inherently just knowing of all other people's viewpoints. Mm -hmm. We have to be presented with people or art or something that challenges our current way of thinking to either break us out of it. And you and I both know there are there are two roads out of that. Sure. Right? You can either decide, wow, that's interesting. I'm going to need to know more about that. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to try to be open-minded to that. Or we're going to be like, nope, don't hear it. Didn't know it. Doesn't happen to me can't, in my daily life. Can't do it. Can't exist, right? Nope. This, uh, <laughs> this rock music is simply rock music. Yep. And these lyrics are ancillary. Like I've just, it's. But, and like you said, that's what great, what's great about music. You can take it for face value or you can like it for, for deeper reasons. And either way is fine. And I also think that that can change over time. Sure. So maybe at the moment when confronted with a piece of art that you don't understand or really challenges your worldview in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable, mm -hmm. you can just take it for what it is and not think about it. Yep. But maybe you get a decade on you or two. <laughs> Now that we're talking about things that are two decades old, uh -huh, yeah. really. And then you can listen to it again and and perceive it in a totally different way. Because Absolutely. your lived experience is different now. So, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is people got to give new metal a chance. <laughs> There's some good stuff in there. It's going to catch on, guys. It's easy to make fun of. And I'm happy to make fun of all of us. Mm. But know that all of us is the operative word because I definitely steered into this very hard. All right. Thanks for coming in. You're the best. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun. What's going to be the next one I get to do? I don't know. I mean, you get to choose. What do you want to talk about? Top 10 Limp Biscuit songs. Oh I'm bringing God. it. If you put outside on that list. <laughs> next week, we'll have a new mixtape for you. Remember, get the Spotify playlist on Twitter at the mixtape care and you. Talk to you next week. Interrupting all programs.